Welcome everybody to Beat the Shift Baseball. This is episode 111 for Tuesday, June 22nd. I'm Alex Uwe. I'm here today with Farbod Markazi and Alex Rudy. We got a great show for you guys today. We're going to be talking about the new era of sticky stuff enforcement on pitchers. Uh, today was actually the first time that umpires were inspecting, so we'll talk about all of that. We have confirmed Shohei Otani in the Home Run Derby, and he's getting off to a good start. Uh, we have Rudy's cat in the building today. That's going to be amazing. And we also will talk about just how bad the D-backs have been there in the midst of an impressive road losing streak. So, yeah, let's get to that. But before we do, I just want to remind you guys that you should follow us on all of our social medias, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, at BeatTheShiftBP. That's the best way to talk to us. We want to hear what you have to say about the things that we talk about. Uh, or if you just want to say hi, that's at BeatTheShiftBP. All right, let's get into it. Farbode, Rudy, Rudy's cat. How's everybody tonight? Pretty good. Right. This is the old squad um, going back to 2014. I have a different setup today, no longer in Oregon. Yes. Um, but... Wait, yes. we should we should absolutely start with that. We'll get to your cat in a second, Rudy, but for Bode, congrats, man. Yeah. The, the final the final college graduate of the bunch. We're all we're all yeah. old now. We have we have no youthful charm anymore. It's gone. Thanks thanks I'm, to you. I'm officially educated. Is that what my piece of paper is supposed to mean? Um, well, yeah. I I'm not, I'm like a third of the way unpacked from the move down, so I have I don't have my mic on me, <laughs> but this is gonna this is gonna work probably as well as all of our beat the shit podcast support. So I'm excited to at least talk some baseball. Yeah, absolutely. Rudy's still just uh, still unpacking from his college days, right? That's that's why he doesn't have his mic. That that's the reason, right? I have ear mics. Yeah, you got Apple. you got fancy fancy AirPods. Um, New sponsor, shameless plug. I mean, I, I guess <laughs> if they if they it could would, be. I don't think anybody doesn't know what those are. But um, yeah, how about how about we do the baseball talk? Let's let's get to it. We will start by talking about some initial responses to MLB's official memo about their new enforcement policies and how umpires will be going about their business. Uh, they released this memo last week. I think the day after we recorded uh, at the time we did know about it, but we didn't really hear any players responses. So we'll talk about a few notable ones. Um, and then we'll get to the more recent awkwardness of how it actually looks in practice. Um, seeing umpires taking pictures aside uh, before and after innings. But, yeah, so let's start with, with the player reactions. For those who don't know, I'll, I'll just give the context again. Uh, MLB players, for a long time now, have been allowed to use foreign sticky substances on the baseball to get better grip and improve their spin rate. Um, even though it was against MLB's rules, uh, it was just never enforced until a week ago when MLB officially decided... Okay, time to enforce this. Everybody knows about it. A lot of people are upset about it. Uh, we have to do something. So their response was pretty much no more. No more sticky substances of any kind. Does not matter to what degree. It doesn't matter if you're using the spider tack or, you know, the, the industrial adhesive grade stick, or if it's just sunscreen and rosin that you're putting on your, putting on your arm or putting on your hat, whatever it may be. Uh, all of it is going to be prosecuted the same way. So the responses from major league pitchers, of course, is going to be, what the heck? Now, all of a sudden, two months into the season, uh, all, all of these responses are more, more or less in line with that. Um, I, think, I think a good overall perspective, which, you know, not surprising, is going to be Trevor Bauer, who's one of the more vocal uh, players about the whole situation and, and always was. But his response was, of course, in the form of a YouTube video that he put out and, you know, long, like half an hour just going through all the ins and outs. But the main points of it being there is no real. Cleaned up. 
there is no real way to enforce this with any consistency. And it's pretty messed up that they're doing this a couple months into the season when pitchers have had no time to prepare for what is essentially a new rule. So I'll start with you, Farbode, and just kind of get kind of get your your thoughts on on the reaction and a little bit just about like how would you feel if you were told at this point in the season that you will n- you will not be allowed to do this anymore but if you did it in the past well, it's okay i was i was talking to you about this earlier when we were um, playing some pickup basketball it wasn't really basketball we didn't really make any shots but um <laughs> maybe you didn't um but uh I'm it, it's really annoying. This is just a really annoying topic that like I understand the reason for it. I understand that they want to enforce it, but the question I keep coming back to the question I asked 2 weeks ago when we were talking about this is why now? And why does MLB try to keep ruining their relationship with the players union before the CBA? Um I know this was something that the that was agreed to by the players union, but at the same time, this isn't this, the reaction from the players isn't going to be fantastic. Um, I think when you go down the list of the player reactions, I thought, uh, Carlos Rodon, Rodon, um, his, his quote about you give the Astros no, no suspensions. And then the, um, you're going to suspend pitchers 10 games. I don't really, like, I get the point he's trying to make, but I, I feel like those are two different um, situations. I think also with um, the biggest thing to point out about just the whole pitchers using sticky substances, this isn't all the pitchers' fault. For, like, this isn't just pitchers trying to cheat. This is something that pitchers have been instructed to do throughout the league by their clubs whether it's been um, rosin or sunscreen and rosin, or maybe some pitchers have gone a little bit above and that's excessive and that should be definitely enforced. But Peter Moylan came, um, had a, had a four minute long speech about this, uh, kind of talking about exactly what Trevor Bauer talked about. One, it's really hard to enforce. Two, um, the thing about Tyler Glass now, that what he said about his injury being caused by this, I kind of see that where um, if you, uh, like with the sticky substances, for those of you that don't know, um, allows them to hold the baseball like this, like towards the end of their um, their fingertips, so it's less stress on the arm. Um, and when you basically tell them you can't have that extra grip, you put it closer into your palm, there's more tension going down your entire forearm and going straight into that elbow area. Um, so that's I think that's the, all the reactions that um, we've listed on our on our sheet, at least. Um, I, I I do see the point that I th- I think Trevor Bauer and Tyler Tyler Glass now are making great points about this. Um, I think at some point you have to think about why sunscreen and rosin are completely banned because I mean, enforce enforcement of it is going to be tough. But like, are you going to is MLB now promoting um, sun, uh, skin cancer by saying no more sunscreen. Um, <laughs> I, I, I'm, is I'm, cancer. MLB is cancer. Interesting. Um, I'm, I'm kind of mumbling at this point, but it's just my mind's going everywhere about this whole topic. Um, Uwe, could you lead me into a better... <laughs> no, yeah, you, you kind of knocked out, knocked out all of it there. I, I think you, you hit all the, all the biggest nuance nuances to a lot of these responses um one yeah like the astros comparison is just kind of like another dig at the astros more than anything calling calling out the comparison makes no sense directly it's more just like like dude remember remember the astros cheated like it's very different than the current situation but he's just like hey screw the astros cheating yeah they are i mean but that's the thing. Okay, so let, let's go back. Let's go back to the initial, um, kind of this the start of of where this was in. 
and ask the question like was this cheating to begin with is it cheating if the rule exists but it's not enforced in any way like is jaywalking illegal yes. if if there's a cop on that intersection yes. that does nothing about it is it still legal so are you yes. saying like did do you think that like, is what illegal means is that it's against the law it's nothing to do with yeah. enforcement my biggest There's thing with it, separate concepts. I agree with Rudy, but my biggest thing with it has always been the people who are using the excessive amount of sticky stuff or like the spider tack or whatever the stickiest stuff is. Um, that's that's a little too far, but maybe the rule should be altered. Um, I've I always believe that these are major league pitchers and they can for the most part, know where the ball's going. So I don't think sticky stuff is the difference between them clocking a hitter in the head um, like every other batter or throwing a strike on the inside corner. But at the same time, if they feel better or the quality of the game, quality of pitching is better with sunscreen and rosin or like just rosin or whatever, the smallest amount of that to help with the grip, to help with the sweat, whatever, that should still be allowed but maybe the rule is what needs to be altered um okay and that's that's kind of what i've been thinking about is when i when i bring up the why now is they could have talked about this during the cba negotiation they, they could have talked about this two years ago this, when trevor yeah. bauer was very very publicly talking about how pitchers around the league in particular well, like the side that's why he has no right to say anything he has he every he's right to say reason. everything. No, he's the whole reason it happened is because he drew attention to it. He has no one to blame but himself. It's completely no. He he wants. It is. He is pro MLB changing the rule because the rule is inconsistent. There is no level playing field, and that's another part of the response. Oh, I misunderstood. Across, you. I he was complaining about it being too. The way it was so he, handled. He's was happy poor. with the changes. He's happy that MLB is doing something about it. He's unhappy with the execution because of the reasons i'm going to reiterate again for one because you give pitchers basically no warrant like a pitcher from the start of spring training and you know in the past is going to go about their business expecting to go like to do the same thing build up the same way that they have in the past like they have not been told by any measure that anything will be different. The only thing they were told was that, Hey, we're going to be collecting some balls this year to take samples and, and get a better understanding of the stuff. And they almost explicitly said, they already almost explicitly said before the season started that nobody was going to be penalized for, for, you know, anything to do with the balls that are being collected. And I think that's still the case. I don't, think MLB as part of their their new action has said anything about retroactively suspending pitchers based on test results from balls that have been collected from the field of play it's it's an umpire discretion thing based on inspections that they carry out so i you can if i'm wrong about that then then that's something that i i think hasn't been made enough mention of cuz that would be an even bigger problem for reasons that we've talked about in the past where it's like how do you know the source of the stuff on the ball? Like you're just going to peg the pitcher for that, even though there's other sticky substances on other players, on hitters, on bats, like everywhere. Um, so that's, that's a totally different avenue of, of conversation than, than where we're at really. Um, and I, I kind of want to go back to what Rudy said about like, if it's against the law, it's illegal. Okay, by definition, yeah, like that is the definition of illegal. That's the definition of illegal. But I'll I'll ask it a different way. So is it is it is it wrong? Like if I use the jaywalking example again, like if if you're at like at like a school with like you, you know and you and you walk to school every day and in, in, in a street that you cross is technically jaywalking and there's like the school police there, but they don't do anything about it because it's not a big deal. Is it wrong to is it wrong to cross that part of the street even though it's technically illegal? I mean, that implies that all laws 
follow our sense of morality, which is a level of philosophical discourse that I don't think we're prepared for nor have the time for. Well, it's a, it, assuming a pretty I, I assuming a pretty thought. agreed upon level of acceptance where if the enforcer uh, thinks it's not a big deal and the participant I'm not going to the participant doesn't feel the participant doesn't feel as though they're getting away with anything or that they are they're cheating if it's just kind of agreed upon even though the law that exists i'm not not going down this rabbit hole of metaphors i don't agree i think everyone it's and sports is also its own comparison and i think you don't need to take pride in in cheating to be a cheater at the end of the day but you you don't even think you're cheating like like the astros knew that they were cheating like they weren't like oh we well, we didn't know. What difference does it make if you have intent or not? It's a, it's the rule is the rule, and I don't I don't think. But it's almost it's almost like the rule didn't matter. But, like even if it was illegal, okay, it straight well, up didn't matter because. So now now they made it matter. What's what? I don't now they made it matter. It matter. Yeah. In the past. Because it, because of the, the the quickness of the turnaround, they're like, yeah. oh, okay, it's all right, it matters now. It's fair for everyone. Everyone has to deal with it at the same time. Well, it's not. But wouldn't it be better the, during an off season, or like if they did this in like February, or uh, instead it would of like... be, But we already know the league is incompetent. I would rather <laughs> at least try to change things instead <laughs> of just sitting there and doing nothing. So, uh, I mean, I think, I think the the pitchers took advantage of the loophole, and now it's come back to bite them, and they have to reface the repercussions. That's what loopholes are. Once I think... they're closed, you have to adjust. I mean, clearly the pitchers have reached a level of refinement that's grossly advanced past the hitters and the MLB went for a very arbitrary swift change to try to level the playing field mid-season and you can debate endlessly over the morality of law and legality and all these things and by the end of the day like I, I think it's all just smoke and mirrors it is what it is that's the change and like the pitchers I, I think they should suck it up I mean you can't just like not follow a rule forever and just think oh well now it's changed it's unfair it's like no you you are breaking the rule it's not unfair that now they're enforcing the rule i don't believe in that at all oh. just because you make it enforced suddenly so you have no sympathy you should... so sometimes i don't my... have sympathy no okay. I, don't have sympathy. I don't have sympathy for the pitchers that might have used like the, the i'll go back to my excessive like the like the actual like they've gone out and gotten extra substances that are extra sticky substances or whatever but those at least from reports and from what i've been reading is that a lot of clubs a lot of teams have been just instructing their pitchers hey combine like sunscreen rosin or hey uh, do whatever like this will help you get extra grip or like maybe a little bit more of the rpms on your spin rate um i mean on, on your fastball whatever the pitchers who came up with this being basically taught or like being an expectation on their clubs and all of a sudden changing their whole thing, that that's a pretty quick turnaround for them at least. Like that's where my sympathy falls. Um, and like I said, I mean, going back to the class now thing, I don't, I'm not a medical expert or anything, so I can't exactly say like, oh yeah, I I totally agree with him in that this rule caused his injury. But at the same time, I do understand where he's coming from when he's talking about that. I do. I do agree with you, Rudy, that pitchers could just suck it up. But at the same time, I don't think this was executed in in a way that would be that has like the like the best. Um, why am I blanking? That has like the future of the game, like the progression of the game in mind. Um, I think this could have been done in a much better way. And, or at least at a better time, thought through a little bit more. I feel like it was a little rushed after all the lash out over the last couple months from players or hitters talking about it on various interviews, um, post games, uh, rotation, the Christmas rotation, stuff like that. Yeah, I think we need to explain what the the glass now thing is because we, we haven't to this point. Um, I, I you, talked about you, it a little bit when I went on my little yeah, sure, bro, little explain it. more more it, more referenced it, but Tyler Glass now has a partially torn UCL and is going to miss 
a decent amount of time. He's getting shut down. He's not going to be having Tommy John surgery. He's going to try to rehab it. It's one of those situations, but that's one of the best pitchers in the league that is shut down from this. And what the, what he's talking about um, is Tyler Glassnow directly saying in a press conference that he firmly believes that the reason for his injury is because he had to stop using sticky substance that helped him get grip and he um, and he had to change the way that he grips the baseball, which does put more tension on on the forearm, on the elbow. The and it, it's just different, right? If you are if you are refining your craft and you need to do something a certain way and it is a game of perfecting repetition and all of a sudden you have to change things, and especially at that explosive of a level it's already one of the most uh, i don't know damaging movements in all of sports probably is throwing a baseball a hundred miles an hour so you know you you add kind of an unfamiliar situation to that like in theory it makes sense does it is it fair to say that that is why no because that's not how injuries work there's a variety of factors that come into play but he is frustrated, like very, very directly frustrated. Like he didn't mince words. He said, I think this is why I got injured. And that's where we lie now. And the, uh, maybe the question isn't even like, do you, th- you do you think he, do you, do you think that's why he got injured? Because I don't think there's any point in us answering that. I think the, I think it makes sense. I think it's, it, I, I think, think it's worth full reason he got injured. I think it's another account to just, do you think that the MLB thought of or or cared about any sorts of of repercussions that it that it could have on two different things thought and cared are not the same thing do you think that do you think they i mean yeah do you think they put the appropriate amount of thought into the way that they're like the impact of what they're doing or do you think it was just kind of like I mean, people are mad, think, so let's change this thing? I think no. I actually, I think it's more premeditated than people realize. Theo Epstein has said over and over again for a long time already that he was going to make big changes, and I think this was. A, if I had to guess, I think this is a change that was a long time in the mix, and they probably input it mid-season instead of yeah at the end of the season like was originally planned, and that was clearly, as you have said, very ill considered, but. I think just to, and you know me, I'm very critical of MLB, just to assume they're that ignorant and they didn't give, like, they just, I mean, to me, I think they just think it's a worth it cost to them. I think they would, I think at the end of the day, they think the entertainment game they'll make on offense is worth Tyler Glass not getting hurt. Now, do we agree with that assessment? Probably not, but... I don't think it can just be automatically assumed that they made it from a place of idiocracy. Um, uh, you, you also, just, just go ahead. I would say just to like to use your metaphor against you. Are you telling me if I cross the street and jaywalk and I get a ticket, then it's the police's fault for giving me a ticket? That makes absolutely no sense. I I mean, it's if it if fault. it was a street that you that you were crossing every single day, like for so? for your entire life, and then all of a sudden like. And and not and not even saying like in front of no cop in this in this metaphor like there's a cop there like say it's say it's a school or like it's just there's just a dude there he's like okay, okay like well, people the, cross the street the all the time and then the all law. and then all of a sudden it gets yeah you'd be pissed right you're that's like fine. well that's not right no that's life you'd be like ah yeah. oh, darn ah oh, rats ah oh, well I mean, I get him next time it, but I I wouldn't blame the law for or the police for it I I I don't know I think you might be like what the heck I've been doing this every day for for like the last year (laughs) those are different things it's one thing to be like this sucks like my loophole has been removed that's unfortunate definitely agree (laughs) with that that's different than saying that uh the enforcement is wrong those are two different things it's one it's all you can acknowledge your situation is unfortunate but not necessarily i think a lot of the pitcher's attitude seems to be like they should just let the loophole open forever. We're just like, well, that's a whole different argument. And your advocacy should be to not have the rule, which is different. But I, I don't see how you can be mad at them for just like 
not letting a loophole exist. To well, me. okay, nonsense. to go to go deeper, we're, we're just going in on the metaphor now because this, oh I mean, God. it's a situation where like, like we're talking about, it's kind of just a, an immediate stopgap decision that was made. Like say they put up a, a, a sign like at that spot, that's a known jaywalking spot. They're like, like, like explicitly saying, do not jaywalk. Like you will be fined if you do and and that's like fair fair enough warning you're like okay that sucks but i okay but let's say it was like a very necessary part and like now i have to walk like three blocks down to a spot that i can act they they didn't offer a solution they just said stop that is like just daily life on a regular basis yeah it doesn't make it doesn't make like and and in this case you would agree to it like through like you'd basically vote for the law i mean the the union agreed to it you guys said so i mean that's who they should blame they should blame the union for agreeing well they should they should blame all the hitters who came out and said like yeah this is getting real annoying all these pitchers are using the sticky stuff and like well yeah we have been so now so now uh, i think we've we've talked about the death but i i definitely want to i I think you said this we agree to it i think farbo has said many times this it's for and this is where the whole metaphor falls apart (laughs) Clearly, like the whole like, was it bear glue? What is it? Some animal spider attack. Spider attack. I mean, I saw a, you guys saw that picture. I'm sure of like Lindsay Adler. I think. I mean, that's that's ludicrous. I mean, clearly that is a problem if that's like just a regular occurrence. But yeah, that's the excessive that I would obvious talk. obviously. Or you can yes, just like it'll, it'll just hang off your finger like that. Yeah, I mean, you can't. I don't see how you can justify and say that's like not taking advantage of breaking the rules. But yes, like clearly, once again, I just want to clarify my platform. I don't agree with them just arbitrarily banning everything in the middle of the season without fair warning. I'm not. I'm, but even if that's not the way I've done it, I don't th- have a ton of sympathy with the pitcher's reaction. That's my bottom that's line true. point. Two things before we move on. Um, one, Rudy, you did sway me a little bit there because. Uh, at first, I did think that um, at least how I felt was that this was kind of just like a knee-jerk reaction by the MLB, just throwing out a memo, kind of being like, since this was a hot-button issue and being pressured by a lot of players, I thought this was like their like way of like, let's put a speed bump here. Hopefully, this this will slow down the um, anger about this until the end of the season, and we'll figure it out. But I do I did kind of forget Theo Epstein was there, and I. I, I would assume that like this was pretty premeditated, but just poorly thought through on when they were going to put this um, into action or into actual like league policy. Mm-hmm. I um, secondly, uh, MLB is promoting skin cancer. Thank you. That thank you for <laughs> that. That is all. Uh, I don't. Yes, I. I mean, in many degrees of of deductions from this point, then I guess you can't argue They actually that. aren't, but I just want to make that joke. <laughs> uh, yeah. And I, I think, you know, we didn't really talk about Trevor May's reaction, but it, it's more or less similar. I think it wraps it up nicely is, is as a pitcher, like I, I'm not just going to sit here when this is my livelihood and be like, Oh, well it, it'll improve the offense for the good of the game. Like, no, of course pitchers are going to be upset about it. And we're talking about pitcher reactions. So there's, there's that part to consider, too. Not everybody is dealing with it as directly as, as these players are. And they have the right to be upset because it's their livelihood. Whatever. Um, so, yeah. We can move on from the sticky stuff. Um, we might we might talk end up talking about it a little bit again later, just with some of the the looks of the first, uh, the first day of umpires actually checking on pitchers and, and inspecting gloves and hats and i think they're inspecting like the in the uh the belt buckles too they're asking pitchers to like rub the inside of their belt buckles or like it's just really awkward looking <laughs> at, yeah. at certain times um but that's the ground came back clean we'll get used to that yeah is not use anything i thought yeah that's what i'm saying it, it came back clean it appears that way yeah, Degrom. In case anybody was wondering, is still doing his thing. Um, you know, more m- milestones and scoreless inning streaks. I think he only went five. He only went five innings today. Um, so in, and he's in seventy pitches. Drives too. He does it yeah, all. he he's does. Next Otani. He's doing it all. But 
again, he's he's going to be a, an interesting one to watch just with the kind of uh, nagging injuries he's had throughout the season and, um, and how they handle him, how carefully they handle him moving forward. Only 70 pitches through yeah, five innings uh, for him in his last start. The, uh, after he was removed from his last start, not today, mm-hmm. um, one fan pointed out in response to John Heyman on Twitter that, like, other than one start this year, he has either, like, left early or, or like, something happened where he didn't get through the full start. With how the season's going so far with the Mets and how important he is to that team, wouldn't it be smarter to just shut it down and at least give him some time off to, like, like two weeks or whatever uh, and give whatever's nagging in his body time to fully heal to get let him go, fully build back up to the seven-inning, eight-inning pitcher that we know he is? Because I feel like, I mean, maybe I, maybe, maybe I just feel like I'm – I'm always shortchanged because I want to see this dominance go nine innings. <laughs> and it's just I like I get. team does too. Yeah, yeah. It's just, it's, I have MLB TV on, I'm watching Jacob DeGrom, and all of a sudden he's pulled. Like, maybe I just feel like, I maybe I'm just being selfish here, but um, do you think that giving him that time off is beneficial? But at the same time, I'm not a, like I said earlier, I'm not a medical expert. This is probably thought through by the, Mets medical team, but still. I will say, I think I follow the injuries pretty closely because of my uh, investment in him. And none of them have shown, like, any real damage. So I get why they handled the way they have so far. I do, too. And then I would guess that he's actually more valuable as just, like, a five- or six-inning pitcher than who pitches more games than who pitches, like, less games of longer innings because just... That gives, just gives the Mets a larger chance to win more games. I'm sure they've done the math internally, and it's just like, that's the math, even though it's not what we want. But um, I, have to, I have to guess that's just like how the math checks out in terms of what's the most value you can get out of him. Yeah, I, you win. I, I'm i willing to bet there's no math involved in deciding how to use Jacob deGrom. It's really just based on, on how he feels. Like, if he feels good even like after coming off of starts even starts where he's he's dealt with issues but there's no structural day like he's had i think he's had more rbis now than mri mri's this season but it's like five to four like it's it's pretty ridiculous um i mean give him an mri every day like, or no i think i think he actually does have as many mris as earned runs allowed on this season which is pretty amazing but they're like if they're clean and he feels good then like why would you not use him right it's just you know, after he reaches a certain point, it's it's fatigue. It's something that's kind of doesn't feel right, and they're being exceedingly cautious, which makes sense. They they need him later more than they need him now. Um, I totally agree with both. But of again, you. it's like like, like why why shut him down if he feels if he feels good and and the MRIs are clean, and then you're then you're just kind of like all right, we'll we'll be careful, but. We'll, we'll keep oh, I, I, I totally agree with you. I just saw that question on Twitter, and I mm-hmm. figured it'd be an interesting like question to ask. Second, uh, do you think he, a man averaging five innings with an ERA under one can win Cy Young? If he does yes. this, Blake Snell did it a couple years too. ago. I think MVP oh, yeah. is the is the weirder is the give me the more interesting one. Yeah. Personally, yeah. I mean, if he doesn't win Cy Young, I feel like. I don't know. You have to like. You have to like. You really get hurt. Knock on wood. Yeah, it, it it's I, a legitimate question it. though. Like, even if he doesn't sustain a major injury and he he ends up like fifty or sixty innings below the next, um, like mm. the next best pitcher. Like if he like if you if you want to put numbers on it, like say say a two hundred ten inning pitcher, like I don't know, like, like a two one or a one. Yeah, with like it. still really good production numbers versus a Jacob Degrom of one hundred fifty innings, but has like the best numbers of all time. I think we've kind of seen which way that leans uh, when Blake Snell well, won, won the MVP for one. two years ago when he like and when he missed like the last month. I feel like you should always take the guy who's just better. He's just yeah, he's of... just the best. He, I, I agree, I agree. I, I think it's a it's a question that'll be asked. It's not. Though. It's like one thing if you play half the season. Like I agree, then that's like mm-hmm. the margin of error is too much. But yeah, absolutely. He's still making his starts for the most part. It's just as we I mean, put it, it's a Blake Snell Cy Young year. Do you guys know how many starts he's actually missed? I'm guessing it's like probably five 
Like it was on the DL at one point. I thought it was less than that, but probably maybe. less. It has has to be less. So that's, I don't think it's like a, I don't think it's like an egregious amount. No. Yet by any means. But uh, but yeah, uh, we're just gonna we're just gonna sit back and enjoy on the Jacob Degrom front, I think, for the time being. And the same goes. Then, same same can be said about Mr. Shohei Otani at this point, who is decided a homer a day will keep the critics away. So, for Bode, I would not be happy that he's in home run derby if I was you. That's a curse. It's like the Madden cover curse. I I just want some fun in the home run derby. I, you deserve it. You deserve it. He, uh, I mean, I don't know why Trout's like declined the home run derby for like his whole career, but I would assume one of the reasons was uh, back when Mark Trumbo, throwback, was in it and then just stuck for the second half and was Trout's teammate. Um, so. I mean, Judge has uh, never been the same. Uh, Shohei did say he's basically just going to go there and treat it like b- basic BP because he still hits tanks at BP. But I'm, I'm excited to see him in the home run derby, especially in Colorado. That's gonna be, that's gonna be insane. I think it's the pinnacle of MLB excitement. Like, you you can you can talk about like very few things that you you'd rather see, and and that would be like Shohei Otani in the home run derby at Coors Field. Like, like so many so factors cool. just lining up perfectly there. Um, that's the pinnacle? I, mean, I think that's and cool, but I don't think... The pinnacle, pinnacle of I, just, like, awesomeness. The pinnacle yeah. of, like, baseball, like, Reddit nerddom. Of, Maybe, not just uh, Reddit. Dude, And nobody... Everybody likes Shohei Otani. Everybody likes Shohei Otani. I think... Other than like, fans who wanted him. No, I think every, even them. They love him. <laughs> Sorry. But, yeah, and then you just add on, you keep adding on to that, like... What about that guy? He made Bach by showing Bunt yesterday. Yeah, that was that was pretty amazing, too. Uh, but but just to finish the thought, like, dude, you add, like, the the show he's putting on to, like, the he, his, his hype sequence of just winning Player of the Week and homering every single day, like, getting everybody maximum excitement for this, this home run derby, like... I, I don't know. I, I don't see how you can't you can't turn the TV on to watch him do that at that point with the way he's the way he's been. Uh, the Dodgers um, beat writer from the Athletic, former Angels, Fabian Ardaya, tweeted when this news was announced. I don't know if Shohei Otani is going to win the home run derby, but by God, is it going to be a show? So he tweeted something along the lines of that, just because um, I think last time the Angels even played in Colorado, Shohei was hitting some tanks just in normal BP in Colorado. So I'm excited. I'm, I'm, I, I couldn't be more excited for this home run derby. Mm-hmm. I hope I'm not working during it. <laughs> I hope so. Um, all right, wait, I, I have to ask though. So who rounds out your dream lineup for a Coors field home run derby? Like who knows the next time we're going to get a Coors field home yeah, run derby. Stanton. Yeah. So, so round out your, your dream lineup. How many participants do they have now in total? They still do. Is it eight? I I can't I can't remember if they've decreased lot? it. Just just start listing some names though. We'll, we won't hard cap you there. Uh, healthy Stanton. Um. Vlad Guerrero's booty. Um. <laughs> I think both both of which I don't know if Stanton said anything. Guerrero has already confirmed he won't be doing it, as well as like Aaron Judge. You know some other some other names have already explicitly said like yeah i'm not doing it but um good I stuff i would love to see mike trout in one at some point um but i don't know if that's gonna happen i don't think he'll be healthy this? by then which no, is he won't be healthy. yeah um mm-hmm. i i'd be remiss if i didn't say joey gallo joey probably gallo. still the strongest player in baseball Jack anybody Cust. else Jack Cust, you're gonna waste you're gonna waste your Coors Field home run derby pick on Jack Cust. Rudy, Rudy, you gotta have somebody else in mind. Come on, who you got? Who do you want to see? They should do, they should do all pitchers: Bumgarner, Degrom, Otani. That'd be Otani fair? Bombs. You would have to make Otani hit right-handed. It's a pretty short list of pitchers who rake. Is there, is there anyone point. else who rakes? Um, don't think so. Can you think of anybody else who rakes? Any other two-way players? 
Any other two way ish type of players? Jared Walsh. It, he's a pitcher. Jared Walsh has five innings pitched in the big leagues. Yeah, that's pretty amazing. Williams Ostadio. Williams Ostadio. We'll see your mean Mercedes your mean Mercedes um with Williams Ostadio as his uh as his thrower. That'll really that'll really rustle some ru- rustle ruffle some feathers. I think that would be that would be pretty funny just to just to rub it in Larusse's face. I want I want do you think the league would let him do that if they were just like, "Hey, if uh we think it would be really funny if if Mercedes just went out there for one pitch and and let and not studio through it. Or do you think that would be too explicit of a middle finger towards a manager? I would love that. I, I don't mm-hmm. care. Can we get Tony LaRusso to be in the home run derby? Yeah, I don't know. He He's probably up for it. He's a he's a legit baseball dude. Um, oh, damn it, bro. <laughs> for real. Um, yeah, but... All that stuff's coming up pretty soon. We're we're almost in July here, so uh, all star voting will be be done pretty soon. I I don't think there's we talked about it last week, but um, I don't think there's anything too contentious this year with the all star voting so far. Uh, well, it's your yearly reminder to vote for Emilio Bonifacio. I think you mean Omar Infante. Omar Infante. Hey, uh, Omar Infante. I got my Marlins middle inferiors. They're just mixed up. <laughs> Uwe, Uwe and I are on it. Yep, we got you. Um, all right, let's move on. I think the, that that's probably it for like the longer topics of discussion that that we had lined up. Just some other like smaller news points that we wanted to to bring up before ending. Uh, this one's pretty big. I don't know if there's much to say about it really, but it is checks watch. It is Wander Franco time already. June. 22nd will be the debut didn't take that long didn't take that long i think the mariners are to thank for that one they swept the rays in a four-game series and in a pretty embarrassing fashion a few walk-offs in there and i don't know that's that's just a rough one to lose four games in a row to the seattle mariners Uh, that really forced their hand so thank you mariners for giving us Wander Franco and maybe a little bit earlier timetable than, than now give we us could Fidel Bruhan. You want you're a Bruhan over Franco guy? Is that just a fantasy take? Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. Real uh, talk. The rookies have not performed well this year, so I think everyone should have some patience for young Wander. Mm, that's true. He's been he's been very solid in in AAA. I don't think he's ever not hit at any level he's been at but um that's what they say about Kellenic too i think he like franco though is a vlad jr level prospect which you know he didn't go off to the great greatest start either to his career yeah <laughs> but look at him now um, i think he'll be amazing i'm just saying like, i think like people i don't know if like the expectation that like, he's gonna come in and just like be like tatis jr like immediately is valid and he could I think he's I think he is higher piece. more highly touted of a hitter than Tatis because of his consistent well, play Tatis wasn't that touted. No, no, even at like the peak of Tatis's like prospect status like when he was absolutely mashing. Like Tatis was never a James patient Shields. Tatis was never a patient hitter. Wander Franco is has always been a patient hitter. Would you trade Wander Franco for James Shields? Um Yeah. Yeah, I would. I think I think it'd work out pretty well. Hey, the White, the White, Sox, the White Sox, Sox are doing fine. Bombs. The White Sox are doing pretty well right now, right? It it worked out for them. They tell themselves. The rotation. Yeah, but That's uh, Lynn, baby. <laughs> there's uh, there's a lot to be excited about with with Wander. I don't know if we have more more to offer than that, really. But he's good. He's he's a big deal. Um. Okay, can we just talk about how bad the Diamondbacks are for the second two? Again, not a, not a point of sad, discussion, really. More just, more just something that has to be said. Uh, they they did snap their their overall losing streak, uh, which reached seventeen games in a row. That 
that's a that's a rough a 20 days yeah that's a rough three weeks for for any for anybody for any team to just constantly endure losing but their road losing streak of 23 games is still going strong it's the longest of all time and they have a chance to uh to extend that i i believe uh san diego is their next their next destination to start a road trip right i think yeah so that's their chance to snap that streak uh this this coming weekend i think starting friday mm. i saw um i mentioned this a lot on because i i i, I browse twitter probably as much as rudy browses reddit but um impossible i saw i saw a tweet right before we started recording this that said overheard from the diamondbacks like like the sound production room after they won today i mean right before they were um capping off the game and they were like remember there's a song we play when we win um <laughs> because they just hadn't won it? in so long um, Beethoven. So, I, I don't know but I, I don't know what song it is but it's basically them saying like oh shoot we have to actually play a song now because we're we're about to cap off this win that we haven't played in like weeks at this point. I had to scroll pretty far down there recently played to to find their their winning song, I'd imagine. They're definitely not this bad. It's like pretty egregious, like underperforming, I'd say. Yeah, this is not. I mean, we never expected them to be anything like special, but this is bad, bad. It has been a Zach Gallenless uh, stretch of games too. He's back now, so maybe he can help a little bit. Uh, but that's may have Keitel Marte back. Like, it doesn't. It doesn't matter game. though. Like any major league, t- like the Tigers, haven't gone on a losing streak of that long. Like teams will lose a lot of games, but you can only take so much losing before you're just fed up, and say, you know what, we're just gonna like, absolutely ball out this game. Like so, eventually, it's gonna happen. Eventually, it's gonna happen. But it just hasn't happened for the Diamondbacks. And that included a, a seven-run first inning that they had against the Giants, and they ended up losing that game. Like, come on. Come on, man. That's just that's just rough. Can't really say anything else about that. Um, yeah, they, uh, what was the stat, Louis, um, that I found right before this Yeah, podcast? so they, they, started the, they started the year 15 and 13, you know, but above 500. That was the last point they were above 500. Six and 40. Is the record since then six and forty? That's crazy. That's that's just that's beyond <laughs> awful. Um. So yeah, I just to put into context. It just it, even here, think of it this way: <laughs> the last road game that the Diamondbacks won was Madison Bumgarner's n- seven inning no hitter. How long ago? Like that. That just feels like forever ago, doesn't it? It, it, yeah, it's so been that I'm, long. I'm gonna take back your. Excuse that was before I was born. Zach, yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna take back your excuse that this has been a Zach Gallonless stretch for them because six and forty, they've lost forty games in their last forty six, and losing one pitcher isn't isn't the cause of that. Um, yeah, and I mean Rudy, they, I mean this is definitely underperforming, but maybe they are like pretty bad, and this is just like even more underperforming because this is. How do you explain a six and forty to your owner as a GM or the coach or anything? Uh, probably the same way that Ben Simmons handled his press conference yeah. last night, if I were to guess. Well played. Who would you rather be right now? Would you rather be Ben Simmons or or the Arizona or any Arizona Diamondback? It, it'd be, well, they're it's all pretty neck and neck. By far, um, Ben Simmons. He makes like forty million a year for the next like four years. Or taking three go. shots in a playoff game. My God, um, all in a good day's work. Yep, we we a basketball podcast now. One piece basketball. Remember that? Always were throwback. Yeah, but you know, maybe they'll win a game. We'll, we'll probably we'll probably have maybe to talk not. about it. We'll probably just have to talk about them winning a game and the excitement that will come with that. Have like an emergency podcast and just talk talk about winning a road game. Because they won tonight, I believe. Yeah. I mean, it's possible. It is possible. Um, but, yeah. I, I, just to, to wrap up the, the podcast for today, we don't really have a good 
a good culmination of, of weird stuff like we normally do. Maybe we miss some things throughout the week. I'm embarrassed. I mean, I mean, it's definitely historic. I don't know how weird it is to just lose. Like, it's not a weird thing. It's just um, un- unprecedented for sure. But um, I got to say, dude, just watching baseball the last week or so, California had a big, like, big reopening days um, with a lot of their teams uh, with the state, uh, you know, loosening restrictions further and, and having 100% capacity at, like, the Dodgers and Padres games, uh, Angels games too now, I believe. And, like, seeing the, the excitement of a full crowd back, like, it is noticeably different. And especially just because, like, like I said, it is essentially a reopening day. It's it's a nice refresher in the middle of the year to just get that kind of hype back. And lots of teams around the country now back to 100% capacity, if not now, then very soon. Um, so, you know, we're, we're getting there. We're getting there. It's a it's a good it's a good feeling to have that kind of atmosphere back. Um, and even better feeling to, to know that, like, we've gotten to a point where um, this, this actually makes sense to do. Um, so good feelings there. I think that's that's a good place to leave on. Right. With some good feelings. Yeah, let's let's do that. So, yeah, we'll wrap it up here. Thank you, everybody who's stuck around to the end of the pod. We appreciate you guys. If you did enjoy it, make sure to like it if you're watching on YouTube or, you know, leave any kind of rating, comments, uh, all that stuff helps us out wherever you're listening. And yeah, like I said earlier, make sure to follow us on social media at Beat the Shift BP, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Um, we want to hear from you. We want to know what you have to say about a lot of this stuff. We can sit here and talk all day, but um, it, it's more fun to, to get you guys involved. So that's where you can do that. And yeah, what else do I have to plug now? We have we're on YouTube. If you if you listen to this without seeing our faces and you're like, I, I really want to see their faces, you can on YouTube as well as some other videos that we'll we'll get out there as well. So subscribe there. Beattheshiftbaseball.com. It's it's got everything. That's our website. And I think that's it for the plugs. Alright. Thank you everybody. One last time. As always, Farbode. Mm.